When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Dart Depot is proud to be partnering with SENZ to bring you the very best in darts. 180! Talking darts, this is At The Oki on SENZ. Yes, good evening everyone and welcome into Add the Oki here on SCNZ. Ben Francis flying solo tonight. Uh, ben Rob is on baby duty with his lovely fiance close to the due date. And we didn't want the big red to come all the way into the studio and then get the call while he was in the on air saying the baby's on its way. That would have been would have been quite remarkable though. They'll make great radio, but now uh, we've given Ben the night off, so all the best to the family. I don't know if they're listening, but if you are all the best, guys, and we'll hopefully hear some news soon. Anyways, tonight we will recap what's been going on in the world of darts with the Premier League season in full swing, and there have also been some pro tour events in action as well. Very soon we'll hear from Mickey Brock from the Darts Down Under podcast where he can cast his eye over what's been happening across in West Island. And yes, there has been plenty going on in the world of darts over there. We also hear from a young female player who is also doing very well over in Europe with Barbara Horspodorska joining the program. All that and plenty more here on At The Oki. But first we have to touch on the Premier League and we are seven weeks into the competition and it is one-way traffic with Michael Van Gerwen running away on the table. Currently on 22 competition points, he has won 13 matches. Overall, he has won three nights of darts. He is currently on 22 points, which is nine ahead of Gerwen Price in second, his nearest rival, Michael Smith, Nathan Aspinall, not too far behind in the top four. Then Dimitri Vandenberg, Chris Doby just on the cusp, Johnny Clayton just behind there, and then it's quite a bit of a drop down towards Peter Wright. And since our last show, night six took place in Liverpool, which was won by Michael Van Gerwen. He won his third straight Premier League night, but it all came crashing down for him in Nottingham on Friday morning New Zealand time when he lost 6-0 to Chris Doby in the semi-finals, but... Doby could not back that up 
and it was Gerwin Price taking out Knight 7. That was a second Knight win of the campaign as he moves to 13 competition points. As I just said, nine points, though, still behind Michael Van Gerwen. Now let's hear from Gerwin Price after that remarkable win on Knight 7 in Nottingham. Yeah, obviously over the moon. Uh, I know I was playing well tonight. The first game was really tough against Johnny. I felt more nervous and edgy in that game than, than I normally feel. So I'm just thankful to get through that game. And I felt a lot, lot more comfortable. And yeah, even though I missed a couple of doubles and kept players in the game, I'm glad I just uh, finished it off and got over the win. Anyway. On that game against Johnny, is it because it's against your, your World Cup teammate and good friend, you're edgy? No, not, not so much because I, like, I play Johnny again next week and there's different circumstances. I mean, if I'd lost tonight, I could slip down to 6th, 7th in the league. So even if I lose against Johnny next week, then I'm still in the top four. Hopefully, I think anyway. But yeah, it's just that added pressure where you want to try and stay in the top four right up until the final week. And yeah, every tournament, the first game is always the toughest, whether it's Johnny, Michael, Dimi, Peter, anyone. So yeah, I was just thankful to get through, through that game and just sort of found my game a little bit better. In the final, you're in control and miss a load of match starts again. Were you having flashbacks to Dublin? Where you were at that final in the palm of your hand as well? I don't even think about it. <laughs> no, I mean, I missed a couple of doubles, not just in that game, against Johnny and against Dimi, so it's part and parcel of my game lately. But I don't know if I can keep scoring as well as I am and give me give myself those opportunities like I did still against Chris and that, then, yeah, I know I'm going to win games, but yeah, I just need to stop missing so many chances and get on letting people off. But I'm just glad I won the night. That smile seems to be back, and you seem to be really enjoying your darts again right now, and that's showing for everyone to see. Yeah, well, I mean, part and parcel with the crowd you know is I've had tough times in the Premier League over the last four five six years so yes um, when the crowd are behind you and, and supporting you then I know I'm number two in the Premier League I don't think I've ever been number two in the Premier League apart from week one or two you know a few years ago so yeah when, when you know you're allowed to play your own game and get a little bit of support off the crowd as well then yeah shows what I can do and win nights and hopefully make the playoffs after everything that you've had how does it feel when 20,000 people in Dublin or wherever it is sing your name because that, that was one that stood out that literally you were the darling of Dublin that night and it's something I haven't seen apart from in Cardiff yeah, I think the green shirt worked. You know? <laughs> no, but it is, you know, you need to try and get an edge and, and do something that, that sort of helps you. And I've had nothing that have helped me over the last five, four, five years. So j even just by wearing the green shirt in Ireland sort of kick-started the crowd supporting me again. And yeah, I've got a few more shirts up my sleeve, a few more tricks. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully that the crowd keep behind me. And no, I'm not saying I want crowd to put other people off, but just let me play and, and do what they've been doing just supporting me a little bit and yeah it goes to show that they, it goes a long way and I can I can win matches win games win nights and yeah hopefully make the playoffs Mark had won three in a row up until tonight and had quite a lead at the top of the table how important was it for one of you just to stop that run and not let him run away with the, the league yeah but I mean three three nights on the bounce he can go and lose three nights on the bounce, you know. It is, it's ten nights to go. It doesn't mean he's going to top the league. If he does it, it doesn't make, make no difference. That's all I want to do is make sure I'm in the top four. But, you know, it's always good to, to keep tabs on people and I know Michael back. And I think <laughs> losing tonight would have hurt him. But, like I said uh, in a few interviews, losing 6-0 against anybody. I know Chris is a good player and a fantastic bloke, but... 
for Michael to lose 6-0 that, that's going to hurt him next week and he's going to want to you know, put a performance in and, and, and get back on, on that horse and try and win next week but he'd be under a little bit more pressure than what he was this week and for you how, is, how important is it now just to back up that win and find some consistency like you say to consolidate your place in that top four yeah, I, at the beginning of the Premier League, I just wanted to win one game a night, and I know that would, you know, that would qualify me. So if I can go next week, win my first game, doesn't matter about winning a night. It's good to win them. You know, ten thousand pound, five points, then yeah, even better. But you know, my aim is to just win one game a night, qualify for the playoffs, get to the O2, and yeah, pick up that trophy. Interesting comments there from Goran Price with regards to Michael Van Gerwen and him bouncing back, but don't worry, we will touch on that very shortly. But let's look ahead now to night eight of the Premier League. Very, very interesting times in the Premier League, I think, for some, mainly Peter Wright. I don't see him coming back from where he is because he's actually got to face Michael Van Gerwen in his first matchup. Then we have Nathan Aspinall, Dimitri Vandenberg, Gurren Price, Johnny Clayton, Michael Smith, Chris Dobie. That's how the games look. How I'm looking at it right now, I would probably lean towards Van Gerwen. I'm going to say Dimitri. I'm going to say Gerwen. And then I am going to... I am going to go Michael Smith. So I'm pretty much picking, I would say, what the favourites would be. I think Dimitri could beat Nathan up in Newcastle, but we will see. Oh, it's in Newcastle. So if it's in Newcastle, I might give Chris Dobie the edge over Michael Smith. It's going to be quite a tough crowd there for Michael Smith. So we'll see how that one how that one plays out. But based on form, I wouldn't lean that way. But up in Newcastle, yeah, it really could go anyway. Anyways, the action never does stop for the big players, as we know. Uh, the they Lots of these guys travelled from Nottingham to Germany for two PDC Pro Tour events this weekend. I don't think Peter Wright went, uh, but I'm pretty sure the rest of them did. Event 8 will take place in a matter of hours, but overnight Van Gerwen did bounce back from his shock Premier League loss to win his first Pro Tour title of 2023, his first ranking title of the year with an 8-4 win over Josh Rock. Both men were playing in their first finals of the season. Let's hear from Michael Van Gerwen. Yeah, very hard. I wasn't playing well most of the most of the day, to be fair. But the games I had to play well to to beat like um, uh, Dirk Dirk in, Dirk in the quarterfinals. I played really well there, and of course Josh in the in the final. I did it, and that gives you confidence. That gives you pleasure. But it wasn't great today. What's it like? Because um, I long days, very long days. But you've you've won so many titles. You've even said before that one's a great one. That one's a not a very good one. Doesn't matter. At, at this stage uh, in my life, every tournament I'm competing, I want to win, and uh, uh, it gets harder. If you look on the floor tournaments now these days, it's no easy games anymore. So you have to fight and have to battle for every game. But overall, I'm, I'm pleased with my win, and that's really important. But uh, times change, then things with like. When I started the PDC like 16, 17 years ago, compared to now, a lot has changed. At that moment, when we wasn't the PDC, we still had, oh, I hope I draw him first round, or I hope I draw him first round. These days, it doesn't really matter whoever you play, because everyone can play 100 plus average. And that's how good it is, that's how good the tour is at the moment, so that's why you need to get focused. And I didn't play well, and I'm gutted a little bit, because in some ways, 
I wasn't there today, probably not in the last few approaches, but that's maybe also has to do with my mindset. Uh, of course, we have the Premier League, we got the Euro Two. It's, it's really busy, but it is what it is. I won today, and that's the most important thing. Um, it's interesting you say that. What was your decision about coming this weekend? What was that based uh, on? Because you could have had the weekend off. I, I wasn't supposed to play this week because I had an exhibition yesterday and uh, at the Nürburgring, a lovely exhibition over there. Uh, I didn't really play well there because. Also in the back of my mind, you still think about, hey, I have to, de- I have to be there tomorrow and I have to battle tomorrow against the big boys again. And of course, it doesn't always help. It doesn't always put you in a great position, but that's the price you pay. And uh, I love to be busy. It's a good thing to be busy because otherwise you're not important enough. In terms of your performance here, look, it doesn't matter. You played well when you needed to. Yeah, you yeah my, my, my finish, I think the final was a good game. Uh, mm-hmm. both after such a long day, uh, long day, then still managed to average... Uh, and 98, 99 average, it's not that bad. Uh, of course, you can do better, but come on. How important is it for you to get that first win? Because you're probably talking about yes, yes, Of course, of course, of course. I had my chance against uh, uh, against Gilding. Andrew. <laughs> and of course, I, you only can blame yourself for that. And of course, here and there, the Premier League goes really well. I had three wins in that. But more important, yeah, I'm, tomorrow's another day, and I feel good. I'll, uh, um, yeah, look forward. Uh, looking forward to it. Are you concerned at all that you're not playing at your best? The fact you're winning oh, is no, great. Of course, of course. That's well, that's also the period I'm in at the moment. You, everything goes with up and downs. And of course, I want to play better. Of course, I want to throw 110 average all the game. But that's not how it works. You need to keep uh, sometimes also your energy level at the right pace. And that's what I'm doing now. And I did it at the, whenever I had to do. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow. So today, if you were thinking about like car terms, if you, weren't, you weren't in fifth gear. What if you, if you want it in I second gear today? I, I, no, yeah, uh, I have six gears, but I want it in fourth gear today. Thing is, Michael Van Gogh playing in fourth gear is very, very good. And I think even just in first gear, even in neutral, playing like Michael Van Gogh, and you'd still be pretty good. But some interesting comments here about the way darts is now. So we've had the seven events so far. We've had six different winners. Dirk Van Dijdenboda. Uh, winning two, Ryan Searle, Danny Novick, Kim Highbrooks, Ross Smith, all coming up on top. And then we've had the likes of Jamie Hughes, Simon Whitlock, Gabrielle Clements, Gary Anderson, and Josh Rock uh, all reach finals. But in the the last lot of players today, uh, we had the likes of Bradley Brooks, who was on the receiving end of that Willie Ball and nine data at the World Champs a few years ago. Uh, he reached his first PDC semi final. Uh, we also had the likes of Mickey Mansell, who beat Ben Robb. He reached the quarterfinals, which I think is probably his best run of the year as well. So there are other names really starting to make a push. And when you do see six different winners in seven events, you do start thinking, oh, okay, so maybe the depth is there. And that's really good to see. But for some of these lower-ranked players, they need to start doing it consistently. But the issue is it is a lot harder to do it consistently because – when you reach the top 32, you're almost guaranteed you're guaranteed a spot at the World Champs, which is going to be good money when you get there. You hit the top 16, you're pretty much guaranteed in every TV event uh, for the year. So that's where you want to be because that's going to be where you're making your money in the world of darts. We are 15 minutes after 9 here on At The Yockey, brought to you by the Dart Depot. Darts, dartboards, lighting and more, the Dart Depot. Now, after the break, we're going to be chatting to Mickey Brock about some of the stuff that's been going on in Australian darts. There were a couple of clashes of events over the weekend. Lots of the big names went to one. So we're going to wrap that up with him after the break here on At The Yockey. 
19 minutes after 9 here on SNZ at the Oki, proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot. The Dart Depot is your one-stop shop for all things darts and Q. Visit thedartdepot.co.nz. And over the weekend, there was plenty of darts going on in Australia with some Darts Players Australia Pro Tour events in action and even a qualifier for the New South Wales Darts Masters, which was won by Darren Penhall. But lots of the big names of Australian darts were missing as they were taking part in the amateur darts circuit, the ADC Oceania Tour events for a spot in the Modus Super Series in the UK. Of course, we know that Ben Robb did play in the Super Series last year, and so did a former guest of the show, Raymond Smith, who actually competed twice and won. He, so he won the the week, day of the week, and then by winning that, he goes got to go back for the Champions Week, which he won that as well. So absolutely incredible. Uh, Mal Cumming, another guest on the show, topped the table. And Jeremy Fagg was also up there in the Order of the Merit after 10 events, and both will be heading over, I believe, next month. So with all that going on, I decided to catch up with, well, you're joining us now, actually, to talk all things uh, darts and what's been going on in Australia is Mickey Brock from the Darts Down Under podcast. Mickey, how are you? Yeah, good evening, viewers. Hello, Ben. How are we going, mate? I'm, uh, I'm actually over the moon. I'm fantastic. Oh, that's what we like to hear, mate. It's what we like to hear. Now, over in Australia this weekend, there's been lots and lots of darts been going on. They had the Dart Players Australia events on, and there was another qualifier for the New South Wales Darts Masters. But you were actually up at the uh, ADC, the Amateur Dart Circuit. They had some events on as well to players trying to qualify to go over there to play it in the Modus Super Series. So, how did that weekend go for you? What an absolutely brilliant weekend! Um, ADC Oceania, uh, they, they, they've listened to what the uh, what the players want, and they they've started providing the, the tournaments that they want. Um, the, the running of the tournaments is absolutely sensational. The quality of the darts is um, is just out of this world, and um, you know the quality of the field has been nothing short of sensational. It's it's been. Uh, it's been a real eye-opener, and it's been an absolute pleasure to be involved with. You've seen like the likes of uh, Raymond Smith and, of course, Mal Cumming qualifying and uh, Jeremy Fagg, the other one qualifying for the, for the Motor Super Series as well. So all, it seems like all the big names are there, even you know some of the young guys like your Bailey Marshes were there as well. Yeah, Bailey was there. Uh, he won the Friday night event. Uh, he beat uh, <laughs> one of Darth Allen's sponsors, Dave Marlin, uh, Big Fish. Uh, we beat him uh, in that final, uh, and I think it was Jeremy Fagg who beat uh, Dave Marlin in the final last night. Uh, unfortunately, I was already headed to the airport along the plane back to Sydney by then. But um, yeah, look, it's, it's been so well supported. You know, you can you can you can just name uh, anybody, pretty much in Australia, anyone who is anyone has been playing in these tournaments. You know, Gigi Mathers. Uh, Ben Rob came over for uh, to Perth for for the uh, the three uh, tournaments over there. Um, Jeremy Fagg, Mount Cumming, you, you name it. The players have been there. It's it's been fantastic. Uh, and a special mention I must say to uh, to Robbie King, uh, the Rocket. Um, he came over to to Perth and he played obviously in the uh, Pine Rivers tournaments this weekend. Um, finished second on the order of merit. Um, prior to that and he didn't turn up for the Geelong tournament so uh, magnificent effort from him and Kai Smith of course that uh, he went over to um, the UK with his dad to become uh, the first father and son to appear in the Ali Pali stage um, at the same time 
Um, he's had an absolutely outstanding weekend as well. It's good to see yourself get back to where they ought to be. Yeah, exactly. But it's quite interesting, though, that some of these players are giving up the po- the possibility of trying to qualify for the likes of the New South Wales Darts Masters and potentially the PDC World Champs as well. Yeah, look, I don't, um, I don't think it's taken the gloss off of uh, appearing on the world stage. Uh, but for an awful lot of players, um, you know, to be able to, to, to have to travel to Warilla for every single match, um, you know, it's it's just not cost effective. Even if they were to win all tournaments over the course of the weekend, they cannot cover their airfares, let alone their accommodation and food and, and uh, drinks, etc., etc. So, you know, it's unfortunate that um, the the tournaments clashed um, because I'm sure that uh, there would have been a bigger field in Wallowa uh, had they not. But by the same token, the, um, you have to say that the players are actually voting with their feet. These are the tournaments that uh, ABC Oceania are putting on because they listen to what the players wanted and they're providing it. And, and the atmosphere when you walk into a room, I, I've not experienced it for a very, very long time. It is, it is fun. There's, there's laughter. There's um, obviously expectation in the air. You can, you can cut the atmosphere with a knife, but for all the right reasons. It's, uh, it's, it's just um, a, a bit of sensational 10 tournaments. It's quite interesting that you were touching on the cost to, to travel to some of these events because I think I read somewhere, I don't know who, it might have been James Bailey who said it, but he said it's actually cheaper for some of the guys to fly to New Zealand and play in the events. But, of course, there was the little drama where some of them had actually paid to, paid to come over and play over in the DPNZ events, but then they wouldn't qualify for the rankings. Yeah, look, I think it's... Um... To, to, to be fair to the players, I think um, probably uh, DPNZ, DPA uh, came out with um, came out with that ruling um, probably a, a little bit too late. Yeah, agree. Um, for the players because uh, it was when it came out that it was perfectly uh, okay for Australian or New Zealand players to go vice versa into the tournaments and be able to um, garner their spots that way. Then it got changed at the last minute. So, um, you know, obviously that has cost players um, and put them out of pocket. But, you know, you can see why it's been done. Um, obviously, you want the, the best of, of New Zealand players in New Zealand. You want the best of Australian players in Australia because obviously the crowd is going to get behind them. But um, it's, again, I, I, I think the timing could have been a little bit better. But if that is the only win, that I could have, then we ain't doing too bad, to be honest. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But I, I guess the thing is with the amateur dart circuit, there is the opportunity to go play on the Moto Super Series and the possibility of winning £20,000, which Raymond Smith did do twice. He did it at the back end of last year and then he returned for the championship week and he went two for two. Yeah, well, to, to get into the, the actual Super Series, they've actually got to win that first week. So, um, but it's not a case of you turn up, if you don't win, you're not getting any cash. Yeah. You are getting cash for, for being there. So pretty much your costs will be covered from that. Should you be fortunate enough to qualify for the Super Series, as Ray did, then obviously going on and winning that, £20,000, around about 40000 Australian, not to be sniffed at. 
there are other opportunities and pathways opening up via um, the motor start series and, and the guys at the JDC to get into uh, Q School and, and, and garner PDC tour cards. This is all coming to fruition, uh, which is what the uh, the guys have been working towards uh, with lots of negotiation. Um, so it's it's not like it's it's a, a chicken feed event. It's not like it's a, a secondary event. There is lots on the line and lots on offer if you're prepared to go out there and earn it. Yeah, there is. And the one thing which I found very interesting with uh, the the Motor Super Series was how the kind of players that were playing in it. And I looked back at the Q School and Aaron Monk, Graham Usher, Josh Payne were all regulars on that Super Series last year and ended up getting their tour cards. So it kind of seems like that that is a good way to play that high competitive level darts but if there's going to be these opportunities in Australia for guys like Mal who will be going over I think next month to play in it it's an opportunity that you yep. really can't turn down No, I mean why Why would you want to? You know, In reality to, to go over to the UK which obviously is the, uh, the nursery of, of uh, darts around the world to garner that experience, to get the extra experience, to be able to uh, see what it's all about, to be under um, you know, full-stream TV cameras, lighting, etc., etc. It's an eye-opener, and it will stand all players, whether it be Australian or New Zealand, it will stand all players good going forward because they can bring that experience back and they can pass that on. I mean, we're very fortunate to have Hope uh, Pua up in um, up in Brisbane this weekend, and uh, obviously great to catch up with him. I did actually slip him uh, a dust down under badge, and um, if Mark Cleaver's listening in, uh, I did give him one to give to you as well, mate. I'm sure you enjoyed your one, haven't you, Ben? What what badge is this? I I haven't received a badge. You haven't received a badge. I, I sent one over with Ben Rob. Oh, mate. I'm going to have to hit him up about oh. this. Oh, look, he was the first Kiwi to get one, and you were to be the second. Oh, wow. It seems like, uh, it seems like Hope I Pua is now the second, and you've been dropped to third, mate. <laughs> mate that's probably why Ben's not here tonight. His, partner, his lovely partner is about to, it was days away from the, from the due date for from, from their baby, but maybe that's the real reason why he's not here. He hasn't given me the badge, and he's just realised. <laughs> Uh, look, um, we let him off. He's, he's he's had a couple of things on his mind that may have been slightly more important. But uh, for Ben, going over to uh, to Perth, I mean, 17, 18 hours travel, no sleep, then had to hit up a tournament in which he was beaten in the final by Robbie King. A magnificent effort from those two guys. It, and what a final it was. Absolutely brilliant darts again, and uh, I wouldn't expect anything less from a pair of them. Yeah, exactly, mate. And uh, before we wrap things up, just wanted to touch on some of the... Oh, we've got Simon uh, Whitlock, of course, and Damon Hedder over in the PDC. Uh, Simon Whitlock reached a Pro Tour final back in February, and Damon Hedder is just doing Damon Hedder things. He's doing very well. So you know, what is your assessment of some of the Aussie guys a couple of months into the new PDC season? Well, for the Wiz, uh, to be honest, um, he's doing as well as could be expected. Um, it, it is, it is, I mean, his averages and, and his style, his, um, his uh, tournament averages and wins uh, are, are pretty much very, very constant. 
they they don't vary by too big an amount. Um, for Damo, obviously he's had this little thing in his head where he was struggling to get past the first round in tournaments, um, and that's that was just a, a mental thing. Uh, he, he he is getting over that. Um, he he will progress, and I do ex- fully expect uh, to see Damo as a as a world champion in in the coming years. Yeah, he's definitely got the talent, and he's uh, an outstanding player. And of course, you know he's really set the stage up there for Australian darts. Simon Whitlock, of course, laid the platform many years ago, and now you got guys like Damon uh, reaping the rewards. Uh, Mickey Brock, thank you so much for your uh, time tonight to talk to me a bit about your time up at the ADC. It's honestly such a cool format, and great, of course, Hopi up there over the weekend, and Ben getting up over there earlier. Uh, in the year, and hopefully we'll have some more Kiwis taking part in it because it is a massive opportunity for our dart players. Yeah, look, the uh, the, the more of our, our, our trans-Tasman brothers and sisters come over, we'll pretend we're making you welcome, but we still want to beat you. But uh, <laughs> absolute pleasure as always, Ben. I'm, I'm going to go head up Ben now for my badge. That's my new number. It's my number one priority <laughs> right now. Fair enough, mate. Give me my best. <laughs> Ben, where's my badge? I want my badge, Ben. I don't care what you're doing. I want that badge, please. Nah, I'm kidding, mate. We'll get it off you some other time. But thanks to Mickey Brock there from the Darts Down Under podcast having a chat with us, uh, of course, at the Oki here on SCNZ, proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot, Darts, Dart Boards, Lighting and More, the Dart Depot. We are 27 away from 10 o'clock. And coming up after the break, we are going to hear from a young Czech darts player by the name of Barbara Horspodorska. She joins us next here on At The Hockey. 23 minutes away from 10 o'clock here on At The Hockey, brought to you by the Dart Depot, darts, dart boards, lighting and more, the Dart Depot. Now, on the show two weeks ago, we heard from PDC Pro Roby John Rodriguez about him signing for New Zealand darts manufacturer Shot Darts and his new range was released at the start of the month. Shot have been around for about 50 years now. I think it's 52 years this year, actually, and they're based in Kati Kati, which is, of course, in the Bay of Plenty. Another player who had their dart range released by Shot on March the 1st was a Czech female player, Barbara Hospodorska. Now, Barbara has been in the game for a few years and has recently been playing on the PDC Women's Series. She has also won titles around Europe representing her country. I think she won a team event and she also won a soft tip juniors event as well when she was about 15 or 16. Uh, So I also had the chance to speak to her about her journey in darts and I started off by asking her how long she has been with Shot Darts for. I was with them for two years. Then I had a little break and then we decided to get a new contract which included my new darts. So... That's really brilliant, and I'm really happy that I got this opportunity. Uh, can you tell us about how the whole process with Shot came about? You know, what made you want to sign with and partner with Shot Darts? Uh, I think Emma reached me out maybe it's now three years ago when they wanted me in a team. So that was really great. So I obviously was very happy with that and was glad that I could join such a great team. And it's maybe half a year ago, I think. Joey from uh, from Shot asked me if I would like to rejoin again and get, sign a new contract, which, as I said, included my new darts. So that's that's brilliant. Can you tell us about your new darts? Like, how cool is it to have your own darts out there for people to buy? Like, they are not very grippy, so that's for me. It's very good because I've been always struggling to find the really darts which which is gonna suit me. 
to don't be too grippy. So I'm it's something for the players who are not looking for too grippy darts. So I think. And can you talk to us a bit about the design of the darts? I think there's a, a bit of connection there to your roots in the Shit Republic. Uh no, not really. They are uh there is flowers on them, which been inspired by my tattoos on my hand. Ah. Yeah, so I, I have it on the dark shirts and I have it on my arm, obviously. So that's been inspired by, by it. And I think that's something very original and unique. So I'm very happy with that, to be fair. Do you have a favorite kind of flower? Sunflower, I would say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's very cool. So can you talk a bit about, talk to a bit of, uh, talk to us a bit about the whole process, about how the dart was made and, and how you were kind of, interacting with shot because uh, of course you're based on the other side of the world yeah yeah uh i was talking back uh, at the time with andrew who was a designer for shot darts and together we were trying to figure out what i really need because the darts had before they've been too light for me and it wasn't really what i needed so i told him what i would like and he was very original as i said the flowers on them are very unique so that's what we got together and I'm pretty happy with the results. That's awesome. And Shot Darts is based in New Zealand. Do you know much about the country? And is it somewhere that you'd like to visit? I would love to visit uh, New Zealand, to be fair, yeah. It would be great. But of course, it's very far away. I was lucky enough to meet a few members of Shot Darts. So I know them personally. So I think that's great. But hopefully one of the time I'd be able to go there and possibly see the factory and see everyone else working for shot darts and see the country and everything about it do you know do you know much about the country at all no to be fair no like of course i know the basics but uh i think it's very much different to czech republic where i live so hopefully one time i'll be able to experience it and see how it how people live there and how you live there yeah. Uh, now, just talk to us a bit about your goals for the year. What what have what targets have you set for yourself for two thousand twenty three? So I want to play the PDC Women Series, which I'm playing currently. I hopefully hopefully I will make the Czech national team, which is going to be played very soon the qualifiers. So hopefully hopefully I'll be able to play in the national team again. But I just want to play good darts and kind of like with my new darts to improve my uh, game to another level. So that's my that's my goal for this year. So hopefully I can play good and enjoy darts again. Can you talk to us a bit about the women's series and, and what it's like to play in it and, and the growth of it over the... It's been running for a couple of years now, but in terms of how... Have you seen much grow? Have you seen much more interest with women in darts? Yeah, a uh, women's series was played last week and... Uh, there was about over 140 entries so that's that's amazing and it's of, of course there is so many players from so many different countries and it's great to see that like it's great to play i used to play so much of wdf but obviously uh pdc is i think another level of the game and it's great to be part of it what is your what do you think has been your biggest achievement in darts I think that's going to be becoming the soft tip European champion back in 2015. So that's a great memory to to have. No, that, that sounds like a, a very, very good one. Uh, congratulations. I know it was a few years ago. Thank but... you very much. <laughs> Thank you.
Um, and can you talk to us a bit about your family? Like, how important is it to have um, your family supporting you on your darting journey? Yeah, it's very important. They're the reason why I started play darts. My mom used to own the restaurant and there was league and everything. Back back in the in the years I was playing softball, so wasn't too much interested to playing darts. But since my sister started to playing, I obviously wanted to do whatever she's doing. So I wanted to be better than than her. So that was a bit of rivalry, but she didn't really like darts that much. So after all she become the fun of me and stop playing darts altogether. But it's great to have them, my mom, my sister, my dad, and anyone really, my boyfriend, of course, he's a professional dad player, so that makes a uh, lot of difference. But uh, sometimes I make my sister to go with me and that's all like different experiences. It's a great fun to have memories with someone who you are close to. Uh, for like a little fun fact about New Zealand, we're actually not too bad at softball. Oh, yeah, I actually know. I think I think there was a not long ago the European uh, Championship in softball. It was there, so yeah, I know a bit that they they play softball, but obviously I never never seen them really. Yeah, and what is the most re- rewarding part about being a, a darts player, and especially uh, a, a woman's dart player as well? I think what's really great, like you can you can travel the world really if you if you want to you can you can join many of the tournaments you can even join the uh tournament in new zealand if you have the kind of money you need for it but of course it's it's great thing you get to meet so many different people and it's just different different experience and away from the hockey what do you like getting up to in your spare time <laughs> uh, to be fair like my life is very much around arts Having the professional dart player boyfriend means I'm mostly at the professional tour as well. So, I I like to be fair. Darts is like ninety percent of my life. But when I'm not at the darts, I like to go back to Czech Republic to to enjoy my family and do things with them because it's also very important. I like animals. I like nature. So anything around that really. Oh, very nice. And what has actually been your, out of all the dart tournaments you've been to, has there been one that stands out to you more than others? I like playing for my country as well. So playing playing WDF Europe Cup, WDF World Cup, that's a great experience to have a national shirt on and being able to represent not just you, but the whole country. That's something a little bit different and it's something I uh, like to do, of course. Uh, and just finally... Being from the Czech Republic, do you get lots of young female players uh, talk to you about saying like they look up to you as inspiration or anything like that? Uh, in Czech Republic, there is no so many girls, uh, young girls playing darts, unfortunately, but there is good few uh, young boys who thankfully support me, and sometimes I uh, they ask me about darts and about some. Uh, equipments like such as flights and things like that what they should use and what they sh- how they should throw so i think that's that's a brilliant so some someone looking up to me even though they are much younger than me it's maybe even better so i try try to show them like how to get to the development tour and how to do what to what's the best like to join the pdc so helping them it's make, making it uh making it it's it's just good to help someone even with the language barrier and things like that, it's just amazing to be able to help. 
Well, Barbara, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, fantastic getting your own darts out there and all the best for 2023. We can't wait to see you representing the Shot Darts tribe out there and smashing it with those new darts you've got. Thank you very much. I appreciate that very much. Hope you have a good day. Barbara Hospodowska there with us here on at the Yoki brought to you by the Dart Depot, Dart Startboards and Lighting and more, the Dart Depot. Now, we've spoken about lots that has been going on in the world of darts, but what's coming up? We'll tell you after the break. We are eight minutes away from 10 o'clock here on at the Yoki, brought to you by the Dart Depot, Dart Startboards, Lighting and more, the Dart Depot. Uh, coming up after the break will be First Serve, which is the tennis show done out of Australia with Brett Phillips. Uh, so you're going to have that to look forward to very, very shortly. But we've spoken about everything that has been going on in darts, but what about what is on the horizon? Well, in a matter of hours, as I said earlier, uh, the PDC Pro Tour event 8 will be taking place in Germany. We'll be very curious to know whether we have a new winner Premier League action back on Friday in Newcastle, and then over the weekend will be uh, in Leverkusen, the European Darts Open. There. There's a few week, consecutive weekends of European Tour action, uh, so that's going to feature some European talent and some of the PDC guys as well, which will be very interesting to see. Otherwise, other some of the PDC affiliate tours, the Asian Tour is on this weekend in Korea, and we will also have the Dart Players New Zealand events three and four in action, which will be taking place at the Birkenhead RSA. And if you do live near Birkenhead or in the Auckland region, I do suggest you head out and take a look because you're going to see some awesome darts being thrown. Uh, ben Rob currently top of the standings in New Zealand. Hopai Puha in second, Warren Parry third, and John Hurring in third. Unsure if Ben will be there this weekend. So this could be massive. There could be a chance for some of these other guys to get some money and sneak up the rankings, but no doubt Ben will do his best to be there because he needs... Well, essentially, I don't remember the cutoff point. It might be after events seven and eight will be for the World Cup squad which is in May, or it could be after at the end of April, end of next month, which is in Nelson. So there's a lot to play for coming up. So the top two at a certain stage will be the World Cup team, uh, the World Cup of Darts taking place in June. Of course, the new exciting news actually that came out is that it's just strictly pairs. There is going to be no pairs in singles. It's just pairs all the way through, which is really exciting. Uh, so see plenty to play for there coming up at the Birkenhead RSA. As I say, if you're around, go check it out. Highly recommend it. But that is us for tonight here on At The Yockey. We will be back on April the 3rd, I believe it is because March is a 31-day month here, April the 3rd. So we'll be back then. Hopefully Ben will be back and we can touch on what's been going on in New Zealand and what's been going on around the world because there'll be a couple more Premier League events, be some movers and shakers as well, probably in the rankings as well. But this is Ben Francis signing off. It is first serve with Brett Phillips coming up after the break here on SNZ. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you love the darts. <laughs>